Hello, I'm Chikudo. Welcome to Rightly Dividing the World of Truth. In this episode, I believe it's the fifth. We'll be looking at the length of days of man. When we read the Bible, the early man lived 900 years, 800 years. I think Methuselah lived 969 years. And a whole lot of those men lived hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years. How come now, 6,000 years later, they are living about a tenth, in some countries less than a tenth of the length of days of the early men? A man evolved? And what of this um, doctrine? The man is supposed to live only for 70 or 80 years. That's rightly divine the word of truth. Join me on the other side. Hi, welcome back. 70 or 80 years? Is that how long man is supposed to live? Or is it 120 years? Let's go and see the first place 70 or 80 years was mentioned in Psalms 19. First, before we read the verse that was mentioned in, we need to check who was writing this psalm. Don't assume that every psalm was written by David. Most of the psalms were not written by David. If you have a Bible where they write the author of each psalm at the top, at the beginning of the psalm, just under the chapter number, it will be stated clearly the author of that psalm. Psalm 90 was authored by Moses. Yeah, Moses. Not David, not Asaph, or any of those psalmists in the days of David. It was authored by Moses. Now, the author of the psalm will tell you a whole lot to give you a background upon which that psalm was written. So he says something in Psalm 90, verse 10. See what he said. He said, the days of our lives are 70 years, and it, by reason of strength, they are 80 years. Yet, their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. That is Moses speaking. Moses that wrote that psalm lived 120 years. His elder brother, the priest Aaron, lived 123 years. So how come he was saying that the days of our life are 70 and by reason of strength, 80? Doesn't make sense. So what's he talking about? Remember, the children of Israel, they are supposed to cross into the promised land within 40 days of leaving Egypt. But they ended up extending their stay in the wilderness. Instead of 40 days, they extended it to 40 years. And the Bible made it clear why in Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4. The Bible said because of their own, because of their, the Bible says because of their own belief. 
they did not mix faith with the word, the word promise God gave them about the promised land. So they annoyed the Holy Ghost. But the Bible calls that day that they refused to step into the promised land after they heard the ten spies speak as the day of provocation. And they spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Now, mind you, Moses also wandered with them, and he himself did not also enter the promised land. In fact, on the day of his death, God took him up a mountain so that he can look into the promised land. He saw it from a distance, but his feet did not touch the promised land. How come he's saying that the days of our life, 70 or 80, he wrote the psalm while in the wilderness, those 14 years. Who was he talking about? He was talking about God's judgment on the people. God has said clearly in Numbers that none of them that doubted and refused to match it because of the fear of giants and all, that none of them will enter the promised land. But he wasn't going to kill them. Instantly, one day, there would have been a holocaust. What did he do? He chose to keep them alive and let nature take its course. So, for them, the older ones, everybody older than 20 years, I believe what the Bible says, will not see the promised land, will not enter the promised land, rather. So, what did he do? He let them die off. And for this to happen within 40 years, there was no way he would have allowed them to live more than 70 or by the reason of strength, more than 80. So they would all die off in the wilderness and their children, as he said, will step into the promised land. That is why the age limit for those in the wilderness was 70 or it was Moses speaking, not God. So we can take this verse as a foundation to say that man will not live more than 70 or 80 years. As you all know, men in our days are even living more than 70 and 80 years. The queen, I believe this year, will be 91. And of course, you know some of your grandparents that have lived up to 80, even 90, and a few people, a hundred. So, 70 and 80 will not have been instituted by God. So, my name also read something for you that buttresses my point about the children of Israel and the wilderness. In Psalm 95, from verse 7, the Bible also talked about what happened in the wilderness. The Bible says, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear my voice, do not harden your heart. Paul, writing to the Hebrews in chapter 3 of Hebrews, also lifted these psalms. They do not harden your heart. So when your fathers tested me, see, God even called that day when the children of Israel exhibited extreme doubt about God's ability to take them to the promised land. As they test, say the people tested him. You know, he said, when your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they saw my work despite all the miracles they saw daily provision of quail daily provision of manna 
all kinds of miracles, the clouds by day, the pillar of fire by night, all kinds of miracles during the day in the intense heat of the desert, they have the cloud that conditioned the air. And if you, if you live in the desert, you know at night it's very cold. What did God do? God brought heater, pillar of fire to heat the atmosphere. So for those 40 years that they were in the wilderness, God conditioned the atmosphere for them. That is, I mean, for 3 million people, that is an unusual miracle. They saw all these miracles and yet they could not believe that God could take them past giants into the promised land. He called that the day of provocation. Because of time, I won't read more. If you go to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 to 19, you see a whole lot. Chapter 4, 1 to 3, it was listed there. So because of the day of provocation, God needed to cut them down within 40 years so they can step into the promised land. That is why 1780 was the limit for them in the desert, but not for us today. So let's go and take a peek into history. Where did then the 120 years thing come up? This 120 years was a direct word from God. You find that in, in you find that in Genesis chapter six. In Genesis chapter six, um, the fallen angel Genesis six fallen angels came and had sexual intercourse with women on earth, and their offsprings came giants of those days. I would say men of renown, giants, meaning they were half breed, half angel, half man, and God got so mad. So he said something because this new breed of human beings, we are so wicked. They perpetrated evil on society in those days. And God made a statement in Genesis chapter 6 verse 3. See what God said. And the Lord said, this is God speaking. Whenever God speaks, take his word for what it is. The one in Psalm 90 was Moses speaking. All scriptures we are given by the inspiration of God. But not all scriptures are the word of God. To so see what God said. God said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. For he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. So I've said, oh, okay. So that means the age limit now for man is a hundred and twenty years. And some sects said no, that what God was saying there is that he will not strive with man anymore, that he's going to destroy the earth and every man in the next 120 years. And some Bible theologians have done the maths and somehow the maths didn't really jive. They were getting 100, but God said 120 years. And we can also build a doctrine on something that is not factual, on something that cannot be proved. We can't. We can't do that. So then, does it mean that this 120 years is the age limit of man? I will throw that question to you. What do you think? Where do you think that men live up to and they found it hard to cross over? Is it 70 and 80? No. A lot of people live beyond that. I mean, in the Western world, people live into their 90s and it is normal. You die at 70, people will mourn your death because you die too young. When you see something, you will notice something, they don't really cross a 120. 
maybe one or two. Most of them cannot be proved. I think uh, the world record is for 123 years. I mean, the 120 years seem to be more authentic than the 70 and 80 years. So how come God said this? And it appeared as if men, even after this statement, we are living beyond 120 years. Let me also say this. Um, the Bible is not in chronological order. You need to know that. Even within some books of the Bible, the chapters are also not in chronological order. Yeah, some chapters were written, some later chapters were written even before some earlier chapters. So you need to know that. Have that at the back of our mind. That will also tell us that maybe chapter 6 was also written about the time the age of men used. You can also argue that when he said 120 years, which I, I, I believe strongly, when God made that pronouncement, he needed to put something into motion to ensure that that happened. Just like he put 70 and 80 years into motion to ensure that those in the wilderness will not live beyond it, so they will not stay in the wilderness beyond 40 years. I believe he did something to that. Now let's come back to, to the natural. What really makes man live long? Two major components that make that makes man live long. One, what you put in your mouth. Two, physical activity. Because of the way our flesh is made. Two things that ensures that this flesh lives long is that you must be engaged in some physical activity every day. And when we talk about that, like yeah, the Bible really say a lot about physical activity. There, apart from maybe Timothy, where Paul um, was speaking to Timothy about um, spiritual exercise and physical exercise. We'll get to that scripture later, you know. But at least he mentioned it. Why the Bible didn't say a whole lot about physical exercise is because in those days, based on their lifestyle, they are constantly exercising their body. They didn't have cars, airplanes, and all this that like we have today. I mean, for you to have a horse and a chariot, you must be very, 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 very wealthy. So most days, they walk to farm, walk to their occupation, and they are engaged in physical work. Not today that you can sit in the office, behind your desk, in the computer, or you sit on the TV, or you sit on your couch watching TV, morning, day, morning, afternoon, night. And you find that your body is not receiving enough physical activity. Based on their lifestyle, they were already exercising their body, so there was no need, so to say, to start talking about it. But it was mentioned because the Bible contains everything. There's nothing you won't find in the Bible. That is a beautiful thing about that book. But it was mentioned. Then secondly, is what they ate. That will take us back to the beginning, the same Genesis. In Genesis chapter 2, after God created man, in chapter 1, rather, after God created man, see what God told Adam. God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is of the face of all, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree, tree whose fruit yields seed to you, it shall be for food. So every herb that produces seed. Every tree that produces fruit 
that have seeds on the inside. This is what God gave man for food. God made man a vegetarian. But after the fall, after the fall, after the fall, what happened? God said something. Before we get there, I want to mention something to you. God gave man a vegetarian diet. Specified. Not all fruits, not all herbs. There must be ones that produce um, seed. Very important to know that. But you know, also something that shocked me when I was studying this years ago. I also found that, that God also gave animals the same diet. Before the fall, there were no carnivorous animals. Do you believe that? None at all. They were all herbivores. Do you want to see that? I don't have time to read that, but the scripture will scroll underneath. All of them. Guess what? In the millennia reign of Christ, those animals will return back to God's original plan. The way man will return back to God's original plan. In the millennia, clearly stated in the scriptures, not just one place, two places in the scripture. The Bible made it clear that the bear and the domesticated animal who hang out together and the bear will not want to tear, 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 tear the goat or the sheep apart. Neither will the lion want to tear the sheep apart. They will go back to being herbivores. Um, I don't have time to read that. The scriptures will scroll under. The scripture can be found in Isaiah 11, 6-9. Isaiah 65, verse 25. Clearly stated. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> That is really, really beautiful. So, the animals, we are herbivores and they're going to return that. That is the restoration of creation. It's going to happen at the millennial reign of Christ. So, that is that. So, what now happened after the flood? When Noah came out of the ark and he was so grateful for God's salvation, God's deliverance. So, he chose from the clean animals and offered and offered them to God in thanksgiving for sparing his life and that of his family. And God smelled the sweet savor, the aroma of the sacrifice and made a covenant with Noah. He said, never again will I destroy the earth with water because that was the second time the earth was is being destroyed by water. You see what God said. I'm not talking about the rainbow and all that. You know, see what God said in Genesis chapter 9 verse 15. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things, even as the green herb. What happened after the flood? After they wiped out that generation, and a new generation now is about to start with Noah. God did something to ensure that his pronouncement in chapter 6 verse 3 will come to pass. What is the pronouncement? God tapped the age of man at 120 years. For him to do that, he altered man's diet. He added the vegetarian diet. Added me the vegetarian diet. And medical science, dietary science, um, whatever science that has to do with has to do with food and diet has proven that flesh is 
not good for man. Not. As in, if you want to live long. If you want to live long, avoid flesh. It's a bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable for all things. Having promise of this life that now is and of that which is to come. And I like that scripture. What is he saying? He says, see, physical exercise is beautiful, but it only profits you in this life. It ends just for your body. But um, godliness just impacts not just your body, also impacts the world to come. So, what has God said about long life? Talked about Psalm 90, when Moses prescribed 70 and for the Jews in the wilderness. The next chapter, Psalm 91, one of my best chapters, God said something in verse. He said, With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God has promised us long life, at least up to 120 years. Once you have faith for it, once you eat healthy, once you exercise, once you keep that, that. Once you obey dietary, once you obey dietary laws, you will live long. God has promised us that. The Bible also says in Ephesians chapter six that if you honor your parents, you see that is the only commandment of the promise. What is the promise? Live long. The Bible also says something in, in Proverbs nine verse eleven. Said the Bible says, "For by me your days shall be multiplied." And years of life will be added to you. You listening to me, that is your passion. They're going to live long on this earth. There is nothing from your past, from your foundation, that is going to cut you short for your time. Another scripture, Proverbs 10 verse 27 says, That the fear of the Lord prolongs days. Dietary laws, exercise, physical activity, Honor your father and your mother. The fear of the Lord prolongs your days. Prolongs your days. Another one is in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. The Bible says, For he who would love life and seek good days, let him refrain his tongue from speaking evil and his lips from speaking deceit. And I think that will prolong your days is this mind what you say don't backbite don't say evil about people constantly look for the good to say about people don't gossip don't engage in slander don't engage in all those things those things will cut short your life and after the bible says in in psalm is in proverbs 3 verse 1 and 2 say my son do not forget my law but let your heart keep my commandment. He said, For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. The last scripture I'm going to share with you in this uh, episode is Proverbs 3, verse 16. The Bible says, Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Who is the heart there? It's about wisdom. When you go for wisdom, you will live long. What am I teaching you? I'm teaching you about directly laws. I'm teaching you also about exercise. That is wisdom. That is wisdom regarding long life. You imbibe it, you will surely live. Hope you've learned one of two things today. God never tapped 
um, the length of days of man as 70 or 80. No, God never did that. What God said, one thing. So if you're 70, you're 80, keep enjoying life. Keep enjoying life. And your faith, 120. That is if you want to live that long. Guess what? You can choose where you want to go. Choice is yours. But make sure you fulfill the reason why God sent you here on earth. Love you. See you at the next one. Bye. Thank you.